No, it's all right. You don't have to delve into it if you don't want to. It's uh, do you know what? The, uh, the truth right. is, I, I don't... <laughs> I'm actually struggling for an answer because I kind of think, I don't really know what I do. Like, we're here, and it was it was like, we're off for it. Like, where's, where's the alcohol? Where are the ladies? We're having this. Um, I guess we'll start a bit um, with yourself, here. I guess um, if you could fill us in a bit about where you grew up. I know you've had quite a varied past and that, and um, sort of where you come to be where you are now. Right, so um, I was uh, originally um, brought up in, in Scotland uh, for the first five years or so of, of my life. Um, moved around a fair bit, lived in, uh, in Lincolnshire, North Yorkshire, uh, in the northeast. Um, yeah, I've, I've been around a bit um, and I finally settled here. Um, oh, what we're talking nearly nearly 20 years ago, living in this area. Um, and that's obviously how I, I came to meet you. Cool. I mean, how do you think that's sort of, and it's a bit of a big question really, actually, but how do you think that's sort of affected you growing up, sort of moving from place to place? Is it something you, you enjoyed or was it something that you sort of, uh, I guess, look back on and would have rather sort of stayed put? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting question. Um, I've always sort of said that... Um, I've, I've, it's it's ultimately formed who I am today by by getting um, moved around a lot as a child. But uh, ultimately, my my parents felt the the need to do that for the, for their careers. But um, yeah, I mean, stability as a child is is probably um, easier. Um, but going to to different schools and making new friends is is a challenge. But again, it, it probably um, made me the person I am today. So in that sense, yeah, it's um, it's it's a good thing, I, I suppose. When I look back on it, maybe not so much when I was a kid because it, it's hard making friends. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's certainly formed um, my, my character as I am today, if you like. We dropped on some of the best ones, anyway. You're speaking to, so you're all right in the end. <laughs> right. Cool. So uh, moving on to sort of, I guess, guess um, you work then. So what? Um, what happened there then? So where did you start? And so how did you build up to where you are now? Because obviously you're quite a, um, a high power position at the moment. Yeah, so I think like everyone, um, I, I very much started at the bottom. Um, it was just a Saturday job during college, which um, ultimately ended up being being career. Um, if I'm honest, I never really had any aspirations. It just uh, the way things fell and I've worked with some some really inspiring people in my life, and they've mentored me, which has helped me um, develop and and progress my career. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I never had any aspirations to be um, a, a senior manager, as it were. I think I've got uh, roughly four hundred colleagues working for me at the moment. But um, yeah, it has its challenges, but it's it's something I enjoy. Um, I like the the people aspect of the job. I love I love to to man manage and and develop talent. So it's it's really quite interesting. And would you say you're passionate about that? Uh, I'm passionate about working hard. I always have. I've, I've always had a strong work ethic. The uh, the job itself. I mean, uh, <laughs> I won't lie. You know, we we go out to work ultimately to to make money and and pay our bills and and that's what we do. You wouldn't do it for free. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm passionate about anything that I'm doing if I'm, I'm ultimately tasked with doing it because my work ethic overcomes any any sort of frustrations or, or boredom I have with what I'm doing. It's, it's, it's what drives me. It always has done. Mm-hmm. 
So outside of work then, what would you say you, you know you're passionate about? Um, it's an interesting one. Uh, I suppose as I've got older, I've, I've, I've found interests that I never thought I would. So I'm, I'm, I'm quite a, a keen gardener at the moment, believe it or not. But um, yeah, I still there. Uh, I still love going to a messy gig and, and a festival now and again and, and ultimately catching up with, with friends is mm. is what keeps me going. That's 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 the best thing about having a, a small friendship group is that we're, we are very close and we can be very honest with each other. And mm. The reason I ask is I was wondering how you know, because that's something that I think I struggle with and that's why I like to ask the question is, is how do you know you're passionate about it? It's it's And I would describe it as because I haven't had that feeling very often in life. I've had it a couple of times. I've had it once when I was um, used to feel it about football. And then that passion sort of dwindled away. And I found that really, really scary. So I feel like at the moment, I'm still, I get like spurts of passion. That makes sense. So I come across something, I get really into it for like a couple of weeks, maybe or however long, and then it fades away again. And I was just wondering if it's, I've, for other people, it seems to be, well, whatever their passion sticks and that's why I asked the question. I mean, I, I guess there's no real question in that, but what's your thoughts on that? It's interesting because we, I think we're very similar in that respect. And I've always put it down to having almost an addictive personality. So I can get really, really passionate and very driven about something. But like you say, in, in really short spurts. So I, I don't know if, if you feel the same, but I, um, I've, I've done a lot in my life. You know, I've tried different things and try to fall into to new passions if you like but I get very very bored very quickly and I, I put that down to almost an addiction and it's addictive um, personality so like I've just touched there on, on gardening so I, I was really into that last summer and who knows I might not even be remotely interested in it this year. I saw a video recently and, and basically it said something about describing what we just described about sort of going from passion to passion, sort of interest and, and even in, going as far as investing money in sort of certain certain passions or whatever, and then it just fading away again. And the video was about sort of that being okay. And like some people are just wired like that. And I've just never came across that concept that it's okay to be the way I am in that situation. I've always been sort of been drilled, maybe, I don't know, to find a passion and then just follow it. And I've never been, I don't know if it was my surroundings or I was grew up or whether that's um, it was just never told me that that's okay, and I'm, I'm finding it very difficult to accept that maybe that is the way I am, and uh, that it's okay. I mean, again, um, I guess there's no question in there. But have you have you have you ever came across that concept that it's fine to be wired that way? How do you mean it's been drilled into you though? I don't know. I don't know. Just but the environment I was in, it was it was get a job. I think was the main. You know, it was get a job find something you enjoy doing, get a job and then sort of work and sort of in, and enjoy that job, enjoy that passion and follow it and you'll get um, the rewards or whatever financial anything from that. And it's not the way I look at it now, but that's the way I think I was, I felt like I was, I was brought up. Uh, yeah. I, I think um, we've, we've probably touched on it before. I think we, we, we come from that sort of working class background where it was go to school, get a job and uh, ultimately just, you know, coast through life doing that, I guess. But I've always been of the opinion to, to find a passion that ultimately motivates you to get up and out of bed every single day and do it for the rest of your life. 
I don't think you'll ever come across that unless you try different things. And and I think there's 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 a million combinations of of things you can do in your life before you ever discover what you like. And I, I think for anyone to come across that, I, I I think they're extremely lucky. I mean, going back to what you just said about watching a video um, about how to accept yourself, I watched um, not long ago on on YouTube. I was um, I was just you know. I went down that sort of black hole of looking through Wikipedia. Uh, I just happened to be watching the football at the time and, and David Bentley popped up. Now, this is a guy who retired from football, professional football at 29 years old. And you think that guy should be living the dream, but it obviously wasn't for him. And I think that that was quite a shock to me. Hmm. No, I get it. But it depends what you price you put on not prize, but sort of how you perceive life. So obviously, I guess you looked at him because he was playing in the Premier. He must have loads of coin that he must. No, no, no. For for me, it was ultimately. I, I mean, look, I, I love football, and um, I was never good enough to make any sort of of level of of money from it. But the, the money out of it, this guy's got a full time job doing what he loves, or, or what I perceived him to do it, but. He's obviously at 29 years old. Turned around and said, "Do you know what? It's not for me anymore. I'm not interested in doing this." And that, I, it's almost like quite inspiring that he's actually had the balls just to turn down the, you know, the massive amount of money just because he just doesn't want to do it anymore. And I think that's that's crazy that he's he's doing a job that he um, at one time loved, but now he's just thought, "Do you know what? I'm going to do something else." Mm. I guess that just highlights again it's everyone's perception of whatever. It is, isn't it? So if he's not enjoying it or whatever, if anyone's not enjoying something or you don't like certain things, but a lot of other people do, it doesn't matter, does it? It's it's all about what you care about and what you want out of your own life, isn't it? And obviously he's decided to sack it off and pursue what he, I say, what he says he enjoys. So, I mean, you can't, you can't say fairer than that, can you? Um, I'm moving on to different tack now. So obviously you've, you touched on it earlier about sort of, you moved up ladder without really any sort of plan. As you got older, have you ever is that changed in terms of like goals? Have you do you set goals for yourself now in terms of life and in work, or is it just are you sort of still very sort of go with the flow? Um, I, I think um, career wise, anyway, I've as I've got older and probably more mature, I've I've, I've felt that um, setting goals is is absolutely imperative um, because you can blink and ten years later you've achieved nothing, but. Yeah, I've always been ambitious. I've uh, I'm certainly in a career now where I feel that I can go to to different levels, and I, I am setting myself goals because I don't want to be stuck doing the same job forever. If I'm being completely honest, um, and if I am, I'll see that as a failure, frankly, because I'm not fulfilling the potential that I believe that I've got. And and well without speaking um, too much about egos, I, I know that I've, I can go further in my career. And uh, I don't see the point mm. in staying still because I will get very bored and very con- um, complacent at what I do. Mm. So to staying sort of around that then. So you, your job, I mean, without sort of giving too much, too much away, is involves managing quite a lot of people. And especially now, I mean, it's outrageous. The amount of sort of stress um, sort of retail must be on and sort of how much stress you yourself must personally be under. I mean, you've obviously had to deal with that over years now. Obviously, you must have come up with your own coping strategies to deal with that sort of work stress, I guess. Obviously, I guess life stress is separate. Or I don't know how you feel about that. But what 
how what are the coping st- strategies that you came up with to deal with that amount of stress that you are put under? I, I don't think I can put it down to to one particular thing. Um, you know, I, I'd be lying if I, I said I didn't bring my my home uh, my work home with me sometimes, and and certainly um, my other half. You know, we've we've had arguments um, around me being stressed out because of work and and probably taking out on on her a little bit um rightly or wrongly it's i'm sure everyone does that in in every walk of life but um so far as coping mechanisms of stress go i've i've always just had a, a very simple one and that's um to enjoy myself when i'm not at work whether it be doing the things i enjoy going to the gym going for a walk you know all the all the sort of the the, the normal things that people do um it's the only way I can I can keep myself sane is by switching off. That that's the truth of it. Mm-hmm. So in terms of sort of mental health, then so I guess that's basically the same thing, isn't it? But like, I mean, what do you think that is? Is what do you think mental health is? It's a very broad spectrum, isn't it? Um, I've 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 certainly had issues because that is that is that is something that obviously everyone deals with but also you're expected to deal with hundreds of employees mental health as well aren't you yeah uh, I, I can't personally put a, a finger on how I disengage from work and, and home life but dealing with um with my colleagues and and listening to their their issues I can almost just um, have an outer body experience if that makes sense um, it's very hard to explain but I can do that in a sense of a professional manner but when I come home my mental health is completely different to what I have at work um, so I, I've had some some issues with mental health in the past um, it's fair to say that probably everyone has um, and I've been to some some dark places but um you know the the way to get out of it is is always to be positive and and see the good in life. I believe is um as cliched as that sounds. Mm. But is there anything specific you did then? Because like I say, if you go to a dark place, you don't just come out of it through just thinking positively. Usually, it's it is part of it, but it's like it's like a routine, isn't it? And some people have things, affirmations, for example, so they just say things to themselves all the time, or the sort of it's like co- or cognitive behavioral therapy things like that there's nothing you did specific or was it just literally took it day by day and sort of and did the things you enjoyed and it sort of worked its way out yeah i, I think having a uh for me anyway I, I like a good routine um and when things get in the way of that it um it does it, it irks me slightly but yeah so far as my mental health goes um i've always <sighs> I've always thought that there's always people worse off than me and that's the only way I can get through things. You know, uh, the frustrations and, and, and issues I have, I've always thought there are people so much worse than me and I almost feel guilty for, for having a bit of a moan to myself, if that makes sense. Mm. And I'd put that down as, as, as a tactic. That's a, that is definitely a coping mechanism because it's um, putting things into perspective, isn't yeah. it? So and, and like any situation, um, uh, some of the things we sometimes allow ourselves to stress about are just so, so insignificant um, in the grand scheme of life. And sometimes if we remind ourselves about it, that can sort of get us out of that. It's basically o- overthinking, isn't it? We're sort of thinking negative. We're thinking constantly bad thoughts and that can tend to spiral, doesn't it? And that can snap us out. So that's definitely a good coping yeah. mechanism. Is there anything else or is that... Is that it? Um, 
uh, look, I mean, again, it's it's probably another simple tactic, but um, sport for me, it's it's huge on on keeping my mental health um, in the right place. You know that that rush of um, endorphins you get from whether it be lifting weights or, or playing five aside football, it's it's something that I absolutely need in my life. Um, and I, I'm not going to lie, with the lockdown, with the gym shut, it's it's really really hurting me at the moment. Hmm. Um. Right, we'll, we'll change, change up on to this one. So I'm going to go on to one of my quick-fire rounds. So I've, I've, I'm trying to think of some sort of jingle or something to go, to go in here, but I can't, but I'll, I'll come in here. So basically, I've decided for you, for you, I'm going to go with either or. So pretty straightforward. I'm going to say two things. I just want you to say the, the one you prefer, basically. Right, so I'll start off, right, Facebook or Twitter? Twitter. Spa or gym? Gym. Shower or bath? Shower. Dog or cat? Cat. Night in or night out? Night out. Massage or facial? Massage. <laughs> Macadies or BK? Uh, Macadies. Boris or Jeremy? Um, Boris. <laughs> Breast or bum? Medium rare or well done? Medium rare. Pizza or Domino's? Pizza Hut. Um, petrol or electric? Petrol. Yeah. Petrol head. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. That's an interesting one. But then talk us through. So you you got it's not I don't know. It is a passion, isn't it, about cars? So where did that come from? Um. I, I well, it's probably from my dad. You know, he was almost like a um a, a secondhand car dealer, effectively. When I was growing up, um, he never declared it to the tax man, but he he had different cars every week. So. And what was that? Thinking about now, what was that first car? You had some lime green Daihatsu, was it? <laughs> it was one of the first ones. Yeah, I think um, my very first car was. Uh, I think you dubbed it the Money Green Punto. Um, yeah, sexy. That never never went off the driveway. Sold it before I even passed the test. No, that was a Clio, wasn't it? You had a Clio. Had a Clio. Yeah, yeah. Had a- yeah, but that, that, I thought that was the one you tried to pass your test with, and that didn't go so well. Um, no, no, no. Uh, I passed my test in a Clio, um, and it broke very straight, um, very imminently afterwards. So yeah, that was that was one of the first ones. I had the old uh, the old Daihatsu. That was that was a bit of a find. <laughs> cool. Right, uh, we'll pick we'll pick this back up, and um, I'll move on to this one. So. Um, is there anything that you miss? So, obviously, we, you're now, we're similar age, we're at 30, 31. Um, is there anything that you miss growing up? Is there anything that you, you miss that you wish you had back in? Or is it, are you just happy and content with what you are now? Or, or do you ever look back? Things like that. Um, what sort of era are we talking about? Childhoods or? I guess whatever, really. It's just nice to, I guess, the reason why I ask is that people often don't get a chance to look back, do they? We always look forward quite a lot. And sometimes it's nice just to look back and, and try and remember some of the things that, that made us happy and sort of, and just appreciate them, I guess. So I guess that's why I ask. So any, any era, really. Look, I mean, for me, it's, it's quite simple. I, I miss, you know, as much as people um, don't, um, don't look back and enjoy it. I, I loved school. You know, it was ultimately hanging around with your friends every day, playing football at lunchtime, just um, going to the park after school. It was a social element that I absolutely miss more than anything. Um, and that seems 
uh, quite apt at this time where we, we haven't really seen each other for, for months and months and months. Um, and I really miss that. Yeah, it's like you say, maybe it's the routine then. I say that's what it is, and that's school, the routine and the social side of it was massive, absolutely massive, especially where we um, this, in the school that we was in. It just seemed, especially when it got to year 10 or 11, it just seemed to be a, quite a nice group of, of lads, didn't it, really? Not just our, our friendship circle, but in general. Um, and yeah, it was just really good fun. Again, I guess that's what everyone misses, don't they? And, and I, I'd like to be interested to know if that happens with everyone, whether everybody goes through that period of of drifting really don't they because it definitely definitely started quite early i would say um i mean when would you say i would say sort of 18 really i'd say it went sort of drift the sort of strong bond i guess sort of started to drift away yeah look i mean i think straight after school and college we um the 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 group of friends we had are you know our wider group of friends rather i i almost envy how many of those um, friends we actually had because like you say the it was almost instantly people just left and went off to different parts of the world and the country and uh yeah i do i miss that i really do miss it mm. uh, right so i'm bringing it back onto something else as well so obviously in terms of people drifting away but that's quite that's everybody's fault isn't it because everybody can do and yeah, always course, do yeah. more um what in what ways can people sort of, if you were trying to, like you said earlier, trying to take yourself out of, if you were speaking to somebody else and they had that debt issue, what advice would you give them to try and keep in touch or keep that sort of connection going? Um, I'm probably not the per- the best person for advice here because using things like social media and, and Zoom calls, all that stuff's great, but I'm, I'm really not that big on, on social media. I find it a bit... Um, I don't know. I, I just find it a bit disengaged from from real social contact, which I like. You know, there's nothing better than just getting your friends around for, you know, getting poker or going to the pub or something. But to do that, you know, that sort of watching people from afar on Facebook and stuff, I just find it a bit. Um, I, I don't know. I I don't have the words for it, but I don't like it. So so far as advice mm. goes, I. You know, I couldn't really give any sort of young people today, I suppose, uh, a good bit of advice other than to just keep going around, seeing your friends, seeing your family, do it in person, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to change it on to sort of financial now then. So how much importance do you place on sort of money in your life? Um, well, money helps everything, doesn't it? You know, there's, there's no denying that. Um, but it's good to have money for the things you like, but as long as you're happy, I suppose it, it doesn't really matter how you earn. As long as you're, you're, you're financially stable. Um, that's, that's all that really matters. There's no point being the richest person in the grave. Mm, absolutely. I mean, on that as well, and it's actually the next question. So do you, but do you financially plan for the future? For example, for things like you know, pensions or whatever, or- um, it might seem quite irresponsible given that we'll probably have to work till we're, you know, you know, 70, 75, potentially. Um, I don't have a pension. I've never had one um, because I don't, I don't feel that I want to have all that money when I'm at an age when I can't enjoy it. As stupid as that sounds, I'd Mm. rather live in the moment and I don't mean spending beyond my means by any means, but it's, uh, I'd rather have the cash 
now to to enjoy whether it be going on holidays or um you know investing in my house and all that kind of stuff it's um i'd rather have it now mm. well i'm just going to pull you up on something there then so but obviously your job is uh, obviously a good job and yet money comes with that but you've just said it obviously you'd rather have the money to spend now but your job is that it takes up a significant amount of time doesn't it which doesn't leave you much time to really use the money to to enjoy yourself like you said so how do you sort of cope with that um it's, it's hard because i've always felt that if you work hard and you get paid a decent wage uh, i think there's almost you have to make a sacrifice for it whether that be um time off or, or whatever I, I don't know but um certainly when i'm when i'm not at work i do i like to go out go for meals go for for days out that kind of stuff so um yeah i don't i think i've got the work life um the work and home life balance is is okay um but yeah look we'd all like more time off wouldn't we but um yeah, I think in a high-powered retail job, it's it's probably uh, it's it's not what I'm going to have at the moment. That that's the truth. Okay. Hey, cool. So I think you may have uh, touched on this earlier, but sort of in terms of hobbies, then. So you used to touch on gardening. Is there any anything else you do um, the, outside of of work and all that sort of stuff that maybe people wouldn't necessarily know about you? Um, you might want to tell the uh, tell the audience. <laughs> I'm sure you've got some things. <laughs> no i'm not setting you up there i'm not setting you up no it's all right you don't have to delve into it if you don't want to it's uh, do you know what the, uh, the truth right. is i, I don't <laughs> i'm actually struggling for an answer because i kind of think i don't really know what i do you know i'm sure there's a lot of people who just go out to work every day and come home and sit and have a bottle of wine in an evening and, and that's it but um yeah i don't i don't really know what i do with my spare time as daft as that sounds mm-hmm. well can i ask you a question then so I struggle with something like that. So when I have time to myself or I have time off, like you have at the moment and things like that, if I don't feel I haven't used it to its sort of full potential of late, I would say the last sort of 12 months, so that's starting to annoy me. I mean, I don't know if that, that's something you've ever had or yeah, experienced absolutely. before. Absolutely. But, um, I mean, you just said I, I'm currently, um, I've, I've got some time off from work at the moment and, purely because of lockdown there isn't very much you can do um myself and um, natalie my partner we'd, we'd gone out for a walk on sunday afternoon and it was just it was a walk around the village which led to us having a brief discussion about uh, redecorating the house and i've literally spent this week redecorating because i need something to do with my time off because i get very very bored very quickly and uh, it's not like i plan to do it i don't particularly enjoy it but it, it just keeps me sane. It keeps me doing something. Mm. And what's what I find even weirder though, because I know it's silly to worry about that. Like I know I I can't seem to control how um, why I'm letting it annoy me. And I guess that's the part which is sort of irks at me. I guess really, as I'm I'm saying. Well, I to be honest, I am just doing plenty with the time, and uh, I'm. Yeah, I'm progressing in quite a few things, but for some reason it never seems to be enough. So how do you kind of accept that, you know, I mean, what you're doing is fine type of thing, I guess. I don't know, maybe that's another question for the therapist. But um, you say you've experienced that as well. I mean, how 
when you, if you don't get sort of if you don't feel like you use the time properly how, how do you then sort of get yourself out of that I guess angry mode as I guess or sort of that frustration mode um yeah, it's, it's a difficult one because I, I, I do. I'm, I'm like you. I get very, very frustrated if, I, if I'm not doing something. I'm not putting my time to use. But um, I, I think your time off is ultimately precious. I always believe that. And if, if you don't use it well, um, you've almost wasted it, haven't you? And it's um, time off in, in any walk of life is, is really precious. But yeah, I think to, to shake yourself no. out of that, I think it's uh, you've, you've got to have a plan. You know, I'm a man who likes a plan. <laughs> no, absolutely, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. So, I would like to try and finish on a positive note. So, if you can take us through, you might not be able to think of something straight away, and don't worry if it's the the biggest one or whatever. But is if you talk us through one of a, a happy memory that you that comes to mind when you think of a happy time in your life? A happy time in my life. Um, uh, look, there's many holidays that we've been on as as friends, and there's you know far too many to mention. But um, yeah, a particular one that I absolutely go back to many many times and look at the 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 photos because they bring up such good memories was when we went as as a group of lads to, uh, to Ainapa in 2009. <laughs> one or two, mate. Um, the remix. The remix, yeah. The, yeah. Um, yeah, that that was great. I mean, it was it was two weeks of the lads, you know, when we were nineteen, twenty years old. It was it was carnage. It was brilliant. I enjoyed that. Yeah, now what? What? I mean, just uh, you saying that now that sort of gives me a little tiny buzz as well to know that you enjoyed it type thing, and that happens all the time, doesn't it? When reminiscing, and I find that really, really interesting. I don't think I can let that go, which. Um, seem a bit strange but why do you think that was such a good time then why do we still talk about it now whenever we get get together why do you think that's why do you think that was such a, an amazing experience for us because we've been on holiday before haven't we? it wasn't our first holiday sort of a way we'd, we'd we've done plenty of stuff but it was actually our second one wasn't it yeah so... i think it was yeah i think that was our second group of lads holidays if you like but i think we went as a bigger group so i think there was more stories to tell i think that's what made it so good um but yeah, the, it's it's hard to put your finger on. I think it's probably because we were so young and there wasn't any ties. You know, we were literally going out to work all year to save for that one holiday, and it that's ultimately what made it so special. I think. Well, Matt touched on that when I think I've discussed it with him before. Is it because he's he's now bang full of responsibilities and has been for a while? But he's he put it to um, a time where he had literally no worries. And it didn't matter, like nothing mattered. Um, and I, I think, well, that's just a mindset, isn't it? That's a mindset. It might be true as well. It is true. All right, so, and I, I believe I remember being in that mindset of like just wallop. <laughs> yeah. Right. We're here, and it was, it was like we're off for it. Like, where's, where's the alcohol? Where are the ladies? We're having this, and but then you, you sort of feed off other people, don't you? you sort of, you, you're buzzing off your mates because he's buzzing. And then all of a sudden you're on the table, aren't you, with, with double vodka going down your, your, your top and you, you're in a bad way. But it, yeah, that's what it was, wasn't it? And the, 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 mind, the mindset was, right, this is it. This is class. We're going for it. We're, you know, we were just even talking about it before, sort of the, getting on the, the holiday bus or whatever. Yeah, sort I, mean, of before. Look, I mean, I mean un, unreal. Pint, pint in the airport, <laughs> unbelievable feeling. Look, I, like, unbelievable. You know, I make... Um... 
I make no exceptions about this. I mean, if, if anyone's listening to this, it's the in-betweeners movie. That's what it is. I mean, that, that holiday was that film, which I find, you know, mm. is very cliche, but it was hilarious and I loved it. But um, let me let me ask you a question then. So obviously we, we've got a lot of responsibilities now. You've got um, You've got your businesses as well. If that holiday came about tomorrow, would you be um, a little reserved in in the the sense that people might look at you differently as as a business owner and trying to pro, um, portray this professional image? What you know, what, what do you think Matt would be like as a father now? Do you think that we'd be different? Do you think if we are what do you mean if all all fires went again to yeah. the same place? So if if that same, same group of lads went tomorrow, Where's all he? all of us in you know our different walks of life, what we do now with our businesses, our jobs. Do you think that because of the world looks at you now differently with social media and and everything like that? Do you think that you could let your hair down as we did then? I mean, you don't have a lot of hair, but you know. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Um, I, th- I think I've already touched on it. I think it's a mental thing, isn't it? I think you'd you'd go, you can't help but slightly change, can't you? Because you, you vibe off everyone else. I mean, if everyone else just let, let, let go like a stag do type thing, then then yeah, I think the, the the sort of situation I'm talking about where everyone's just like like carefree, just right, we're here, go for it. I think we would. I think if everyone let go like that, but I, yeah, I, I can't see it happening. I think there's a few of us that um, would would hold back a little bit. I don't think it'd stop us in terms of other people around. I'm, not, I'm like, I don't give a fuck what people think. So, for example, we'd be walking around, and obviously there'd be sort of younger people there, and you think, oh god, these are, these are young here. Um, that wouldn't bother me because I'd just be more bothered about and more bothered about the interaction between my group that, that I'm with than anything. So I don't care about the outside yeah. sort of thing what people think so i mean yeah i mean i guess that's my take and what about you yeah I, I, do you know what i, I think um you, you could argue the next sort of lads holiday we'll have if you like um you know post covid it's probably going to be someone stag do something like that which i, I think are a little bit different but I, I'm, I'm absolutely with you on that one i don't think people would um have the same buzz as they used to because they've got too many responsibilities. I think it's very hard to disengage from real life. I just, uh, honestly, I think um, mm. I'd love to be on a holiday with you guys right now. I absolutely would. But um, I just don't think that memory we have of that holiday will ever be replicated. That's uh, what I honestly think. Mm. But, but why do you think that is then? So why can't... I mean, I, I don't see any issue with it whatsoever, and I think it should happen, but it doesn't, does it? So why shouldn't we be able to plan a holiday or whatever like we was before with just 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 the folks? I know, obviously, our, some of our friends have kids and all that stuff, but it seems like it's even like a non-starter, doesn't it? Or like um, staying away somewhere overnight. It just seems like it's a, a bit of a non-starter, it's a bit too much hassle and stress and anxiety for, for what it's worth. Obviously, it's really, really good when it happens, but it's so few and far between. And again, the, the, the process to get to it is is so difficult. Why do we think that is? Why can't it happen? It, it's, it's an interesting point, isn't it? Um, I just I just feel that the, the more responsibility you have and the more mature you get, I think it's harder to, to let go of reality. That's, that's honestly how I feel. 
because I always think you're always mm. going to be going back to something and your your mind's always going to be on that. Yeah. And I just have a feeling that obviously if you want to do something and everyone wants to do something, then you'll do it, won't you? Linking it to like a boxing fight, if both fighters want the fight, the fight will happen. It's only when there's like people that don't are sort of barriers are put in the way by other people, which is out of out of your your control, where things seem to slow down. And it shouldn't really. Um, and uh, I think we've been through this a million times. And, but it's it's uh, stressful, isn't it? It's not nice. It's not nice because obviously, like you say, you want you, we miss that interaction. We want it, um, and there's no re- reason why it shouldn't. But yet, it doesn't happen a lot of the time. Obviously, it does sometimes. But um, yeah, and it's it's a difficult one difficult one to answer, isn't it? Where where I guess yeah, just what can you do? It's just Growing up, isn't it? But you can't keep using that excuse, can you? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to think Weird that. one. What do you think? <laughs> um, look, I think um, be um, beyond work and uh, and everything where you have to put up this um, professional image. I think we are ultimately the same people we were when we were eighteen, nineteen. Um, I, I I I like to think that you know, but um, maybe we're not. I don't know. It's it's hard because. Well, on that, my, my opinion on that is I think it's a bit of both because I think mentally I'm completely different, but I still feel exactly the same in terms of I can go back to how I felt and sort of, you know, at school and sort of in certain situations on holidays and everything like that. I, I can be that person again. I can be the kid as well. So I can, I can feel exactly how I felt and sort of what was going on. I mean, I, I don't know if any other people can do that. Um, but obviously, how I act in certain situations is completely different to what would happen and uh, happen back then. I mean, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, but that's what I mean. I think it's um, you are who you are. You know, I think if if you're anything other than that, it's it's not the real you. It's not the 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 Johnny that I know. And uh, I can see you. You know, when I um, when I see you get that buzz, I almost see that flick in your eyes where you go back to being you know, a kid, as it were, the 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 person I've grown up with. Um, I don't know whether you see that with other people, but I see it and I go, yeah, he's really into this. And I think we've we've all got that in us. It's just it needs that spark, that memory to trigger it. Oh, it flows. You can tell it when any any you get together with anyone, don't you? Someone mentions something, all of a sudden wallop. You know what I mean? So it's, it's triggered that memory that you forgot about or whatever, which leads to more type thing. And you can't beat those moments. And you get them in life. I think I've talked about where I get these little sparks and that's what they are. And I'm really excited yeah. to have the spark because I missed it. You know what I mean? It's like you're chasing somebody you can't really have. It's, it's really weird. And it's a really interesting sort of to talk to people about it because a lot of the time you're just contemplating to yourself, aren't you? And it's nice to speak to someone else about it or sort of get, see if it's common you know what i mean and get there yeah and, and i think that right. links back nicely yeah. to um what we spoke about at the start about passion you know and i think it's finding that little spark that little buzz and sustaining it is um it's almost like a lifelong um goal to to find and i find it's um it's oh god it's hard to find that that passion and sustain it and i think it's just really interesting that people actually can do it and and every day go out and do the things they love and enjoy doing it because they, they almost have this continual buzz. And I, I, I'm so envious of it. 
Yeah, I'm massively jealous. I mean, that that to me is the key to living, isn't it? It's 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 just enjoying it, isn't it? And and if you know what you're passionate about, that in my head that always made sense. If you know what you're passionate about, you just go out and do it. And then time flies and everything like that, which it does anyway. But because you're in this flow state, yeah. aren't you? In the flow state of enjoyment. Yeah. That's living in it. That's life. And then it, yeah. everything else just doesn't really matter. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Weird one, that. Very weird. Uh, it's been interesting. So uh, what does the future look like for you then? So of the next couple of years, five years, whatever, is there, is there something you're looking forward to? Is there something that you want to achieve? Finish with a, on a positive note. Then, what what's the future like um, for Cameron Clark? The future, I I absolutely am hoping it's going to be positive. I'm hoping we get through this this whole COVID thing and we can go back to some sort of normality. That is um, short term. That is ultimately what I'm missing massively is just sitting in a beer garden in a summer, listening to Oasis with my friends. That is the, <laughs> that is my absolute. That is what's keeping me going at the moment. And hopefully, the next six months will be there. Um, beyond that. Uh, look, who knows? Uh, I want to progress in my career. Um, yeah, hopefully go on to some bigger and better things. Maybe even move. Maybe uh, maybe go somewhere. Try somewhere else. Who knows? Well, uh, I look forward to hopefully sitting in that immaculate garden of yours with a beer in the summer. Touch wood if Boris will, will uh, come up with the answers. No worries, man. I uh, appreciate care. you joining me, mate.